I am here, and it does make sense. Look, I came back to 1955 again with you, the you from 1985, because we had to get a book from Biff. So once I got a book back, you, that is the you from 1985, we're in the DeLorean, and it got struck by lightning, and you got sent back to 1885. 1885! It's a very interesting story, future boy, but there's just one little thing that doesn't make sense. If the me of the future is now in the past, how could you possibly know about it? You sent me a letter. Dear Marty, am I... We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. Won't you come to your me? This is Cheap Seat Reviews. Hello, and thank you for listening to Cheap Seat Reviews. Welcome to all those who are new, and thank you for coming back to all those who are coming back. This is episode 291, 291, and tonight... Are you sure we haven't gone back to, like, the 250s, and then we'll forward ahead to the 290, late 290s, and then come back to 291? Uh, well, I hope not, but... Can we right? fly in that one? I don't know. I think, the, yeah, when we, go, when we go to the upper 290s, we get to fly. That's cool. Thanks. Or at least yeah. hover. Yeah, Yeah, we just hover a little bit. Um, there, there is, uh, there is, I will say this, there is in the show feed somewhere around, I'm trying to remember where it was. It was like episode 80. I got my numbers mixed up. And so there goes like, like, we have 80 and then 82 was released before 81. And so that, so like, like the numbering itself is right. But when I intro the show, like I, it's the wrong numbers. It's, it's kind of dumb. Yeah. I got all mixed up anyway. Nice. Yeah, so I'm Sean Allred, and we're watching or reviewing Back to the Future 3. And why Trace. Why Back to the Future 3? Well, it was the only one streaming of the Back yeah, to the Future Yeah, you know, trilogy. actually Kimberly asked me that. She said, wait a second, aren't you going to do the other two? I was like, no, we'll just do three. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody knows the first two, so we'll just do three. Well, again, it was the only one streaming. We wanted to do a Back to the Future movie. Back to the Future 1 is Andrew's favorite movie of all time, at least it is right now as as of recording this episode. Yeah, and top, top, yeah, number one. Yeah, and so we wanted to do it, but it wasn't available. So this is as close as we're tangentially going to do this one. And that's that's what my wife told me when she said yes to marrying me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The other one wasn't available, so yeah. I'm but tangentially. You're you're, you're close. Enough. You. you you remind her enough of him to just marry you. There you go. <laughs> that's good. That's good to know. And yeah. speaking of um, Andrew, uh, I am Sean Arad, and joining me tonight is Andrew. Sorry, your, your your middle name was long, but this is the only thing I can think of. Andrew, whose dream job to play cards and drink whiskey all day and night in the Old West, Jimison. <laughs> right? Uh, hey guys. Hey, I couldn't I couldn't think of a better way to describe the three guys. At hey the, Sean, at the bar. Yeah, you're you're forgetting one thing though. Oh yeah. What the hell is that? <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, oh, I mean, it doesn't work on the radio. I'm supposed to. Well, I no. I can't see you. I guess I should have. Yeah, I I, I assumed you pointed. I do have Skype up, but I didn't. I didn't have it. And Sam, okay. you're not. Yes. You're what not. Do you want? You're not thinking fourth dimensionally, vector. No, I, I have problems with that. Apparently, yeah. Um, Sean. Yeah. Just just so you know. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Oh, you okay. already, you already said you're going to shoot me. Honestly, what I no, thought... No, I did not. I did not. What I thought was you were going to say is, and Sean, if I saw your horse carriage being spooked by snakes, I wouldn't save you. That's what I thought you were going to do. No, 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 no. That that wasn't it. It, it had more to do with beating your skull in with a uh, heavy steel door to oh. a uh, stove. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, That's good. Yeah, yeah I would have given that guy a concussion, definitely. Um, dark yeah. Yeah. Right, it did kind of get a little dark. Well, well, speaking of getting dark, with Opie's those blood. lights would definitely go out. This uh, this movie has a dark side, but they edited it out, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, Interesting, really? I yeah, there's a there's a well, the director's cut. I don't of, know. Of, no, there won't be a director's cut. No. I'll just say this: there's oh, a hopping man in this movie. It's explained in the trivia, but if I didn't know the trivia. I would say we have a hopping man, a very obvious hopping man in this movie. Hmm. And so we'll talk about that in a moment. So without all being said, pull up a big comfy chair and let's dive in to Back to the Future 3. So the 1991, 1990, when did it come out? 1990, Back to the yep. Future 3. Um, I think it's safe to say that this this trilogy is a favorite of all three of us, Yeah. Yeah. Yes, with, with of course the second one being less favored. Yeah, but I, still, but I, still okay. I think that's fair. I think that's. I mean, and and here's my reasoning. Yeah, I think the heart, the heart in this film, in number one and number three, is very apparent. It, it wears its heart on its sleeve. Yeah, and the second film just feels mean. Mm, yeah. For some reason, it just feels yeah. like they're kind of, I don't know, just very. There's no hope in that movie. And I guess it's supposed to be like that because of what happens. But yeah. it just feels very mean to me. I always felt like the second one just, I don't know, it was too fantastical. Like, even when I was a kid watching this, I was like, there's no way there's flying cars in 2015. <laughs> and no way am I going to wear a tie with two knots on it and, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's, there was it's just, always hard to do future stuff. We're not going to be rehydrating pizza, that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, some things they got right, but some things were Yeah, the video wall is pretty pretty close, right? I mean, we're yeah. literally doing yeah. that now, so. Yeah. Um, Doesn't Nike have actual shoes that tie themselves? Well, they do, but only because of this movie. Yeah. You know, so it's not like that was the thing that they, Nike was like, Hey, that's a good idea. We should do that. I think they're like, "Hey, that movie made a cool thing. We're gonna do it in honor of the movie." In honor of the movie. Oh, yeah. Okay. Ow. Um, but yeah. So so let's just jump into it, Sam. Why don't you lay down your five word review of 1990s Back to the Future Three? Have we talked about it? What this movie was? Well, we we don't do that anymore. Oh, we don't. Okay. Never no, mind. we're not. We don't do the read. Um, We've just Andrew just got tired of doing it, and and that's fine. And frankly, if, okay. it, it, if, if, if by 2020 you don't know what this you movie is, what, then I feel sad. 
All right. Yeah. So I've got two. And uh, the first one is, I don't care. It's awesome. <laughs> and then, um, and which I will probably refute a lot of any kind of complaints about this movie is, I don't care. It's awesome. <laughs> right? Sure. There can be some complaints. There's some problems with it. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. And then my second one is, uh, they told better stories then. This, this felt like a complete script. Like, it felt like a just they told a better story in in these types of films to me and i enjoy that i enjoy the ride it's 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 everybody can see themselves as marty mcfly right and just kind of put themselves in that that mindset and and you know of of the kid going on this adventure kid he must have been what 30 something when uh when they filmed this right i don't know yeah but um the adventure in itself is just so much fun. Um, and especially in, in movie one and in this one as well. Um, I might actually like three better than I do one. Um, but I haven't seen one in a long time. So, um, I'll have to maybe revisit that whenever it gets streaming. He, but he, he was 29 when he filmed it, by the way, 28, 29. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. But, uh, I, I think it's just this, there's so much to good to this movie. You you really want the heroes to to do well, and you you know the villains are just cartoony, and but it's not over the top, you know, Wild Wild West c- cartoony, and, and it's just I think they they struck a perfect balance in this movie between kind of the all shucks humor and the the reality of what what they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So again, I don't care. It's awesome. <laughs> Right, the graphics, the graphics are a little bit suspect, um, but I don't care. Uh, um, the dialogue, especially when he's telling her goodbye, is is horrendous. Like I can't imagine trying to act through that dialogue, and and it just it's not that great. But when who when he's but I don't when, care when who's trying to awesome. tell who goodbye when when Doc is telling uh, oh Clarice okay. yeah goodbye Clarice goodbye Clarice. <laughs> <laughs> so so I don't care. It's awesome. I enjoy it. I, I every time uh Biff gets uh knocked down and and hurt and in the manure, I, I you know, I want to cheer cuz it's perfect. <laughs> Great. Well, I mean, cuz he's such a bad bad guy. Like Yeah. It's not just that because we've had two movies to show you what kind of bad guy the Biff character is. And so now we yep. get to a guy who's not who doesn't really have to play by the normal society, he gets to play by Wild West society, so he gets to be even more of a bad guy. So it's mm-hmm. not just that he's going to shoot you; he's going to shoot you in the back with a Derringer, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, oh, is that what that was? It's called a Derringer. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's and the 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 exposition in the movie is like it when when he's doc says you're two days early and then he has to explain because it'll take you two days to die. Um, you know, but I mean like that's, that's cold for back then. You didn't do that back then. You shot people in the face or in the chest, you know what I'm saying? Like while you were armed mm-hmm. and looking at you, you know, only a real bad guy back then would shoot you in the back with a gun that you can't see. So, uh, and, and and so so anyway so do you, I guess if you now is actually a good kind of uh, chant time to talk about it. What I teased earlier about kind of this movie being dark, and they really wanted to play up that Tannen was a bad guy. 
So our hopping man, again, if you don't know the trivia, is that Marshall Strickland, right? We see, yeah, we see him. That's right. The, and then the, we uh, never principal. see him. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, the principal. So we see him, and then we don't see him again. And that's because in the original edit of the movie, Buford Tannen kills the marshal and shoots him in the back. Sneaks up oh. on him and shoots him in the back in front of his kid. Which kind of Ooh, is supposed... That's how Batman starts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It'd be like Old West Batman. Exactly. And so... The uh, goodness gracious, and so that so they they decided that that was too dark and it was too yeah, kind of hopeless, think? as like you mentioned earlier, and so they edited it out. So that's why the he deputy, again. yeah, and that's why the deputy is there to arrest him. And so in the movie, you see huh. when he says, "You're under arrest for robbing the Pine City stage." When he physically says the words "Pine City stage," the camera shoots over to Marty and Doc. And their reaction, and then he goes back to Biff as he's, or Tannen as he's spitting manure out, and he says, I hate manure. Because you don't see the, because he's actually saying the lines, you're under arrest for the murder of Marshall Strickland. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and that was one of those pieces of trivia I learned a long time ago. I don't know how. I did not know that. Yeah, I don't know how I learned that, but I, I learned that a long time ago, and then I was reaffirmed, and I was going through the trivia tonight. Um, but yeah, and I'm really, cool. I'm super glad they didn't do that because, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Again, that goes a little too far. It does. I mean, that turns this from slapstick kind of fun to like, uh, like true Clint Eastwood kind of Western violent right. rated R kind of territory, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. And I love the uh, PG-13. Um, they, they, PG-13 movies do a lot more back then. I Right? I thought this was PG. I thought this is PG. Or I'm sorry, yeah. PG. Yeah. PG movies because there's a lot of words in this. There's a lot of dams and there's a I, lot of shits and there's a lot of hells and yeah. Yeah, I was gonna watch uh, let my kids watch it and then I watched it and I was like, ooh, uh, good right. Good thing I didn't. Well, <laughs> it's funny you should say that. My Uh-oh. wife bought me this for Christmas. I think she's in the room. She might correct <laughs> me, but she bought me the trilogy on Blu-ray for Christmas. <laughs> and my son, I have let my son see the train scene where it explodes at the end because he's super into trains a couple yeah. of times just on YouTube. So when I when he saw that I had them, he wanted to watch them. So we sat down and watched them. And Ooh. there is a lot of dams and hells and shits. And it was like, oh, my gosh, I don't remember there being so much in this. Because yeah. I watched right? these movies as a kid. I was obviously older than my seven-year-old. but I think we... Like, I remember watching them as a kid, too, but I think it was always on television where that stuff was edited out. Yeah, yeah I did notice this time, um, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, this time I noticed some some of the dubs that weren't dubbed. It just felt weird since I've seen it so many times yeah, on TV. Yeah, like when the marshal says, get him out of that stuff, because he's clearly yeah. a different guy. Oh, yeah, that's exactly right. You said, Sam, you mentioned earlier in your initial kind of monologue that some of the, the graphics didn't hold up. What were you, what are you referring to? Um, I mean, it's very Ghostbusters-ish um, with the flashing lights on the car. The cartoon um, lightning, the yeah. explosion in the in the ravine. Um, the extra clouds look a little funky oh, on okay, there. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, it's kind of like the train was carrying fireworks and and uh, a smoke smoke bomb or something. Yeah, I did appreciate that her carriage didn't explode. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't right. loaded with we're, talk, we're talking about the early '90s, right? Late '80s, everything yeah. explodes when yeah. it hits. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad that their carriage just didn't. They probably would have had to explain explode. it, you know. Like he looks over at her and she's like, "Oh, I'm the teacher, and I also carry dynamite." Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but you know, I, but there is one thing, one glaring thing I noticed this time as a as an adult mm-hmm. that I'm I'm confused about. Many people saw him come back to the future, right? At the very end, they saw the train or saw the car zap back in. He kind of skids back. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. They didn't see him come back, but they saw the car rolling down the track. Yeah. And then they see the car get obliterated by a train. Mm-hmm. Nobody calls the police. Yeah, exactly. Nobody calls 911. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and, and he has time to go pick up his girlfriend, have all the conversation. And come back, and nothing has been done. Yeah, the, it's just the wreckage of the DeLorean <laughs> is still sitting there. The the, the train company didn't stop <laughs> to see if he didn't kill someone, right? They just kept going. Yeah, and uh, I'm sitting to myself, I was like, wait a second. Yeah, <laughs> that I, can't happen. You no, know, I I never thought about that. But that's, really, <laughs> that's really true. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a lot of oversight. Um, in all this that, you know, again, Biff in the old West would have been arrested. He had a gun at the dance, right? Yeah. Yeah. The uh, sheriff, the, what's his name? Saw him with a gun. Yeah. Obviously he's called, you, you hear the shot. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, so it's, it, 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 it helps the story. I'm perfectly, again, I don't care. Yeah. I love it. No. Uh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. Or I don't care. It's awesome. I, but it's just that that was kind of a little chuckle to myself, like, ha, that's interesting this time. All right, Andrew Lee. Although, although I will say, yeah, Marty McFly, it's almost like a superpower having that, that um, picture with him, right? Because mm-hmm. was he in the back there, like, trying to find things to, to wear his armor and, like, adjusting it just right so, you know, the picture disappeared or his name disappeared off of that when he, you know, put it on there? Or, you know, like he, he tries a, uh, you know, he puts some sort of pan over his stomach and it's still there. He puts the, the uh, you know, something over his head and, and his name is still on the picture. But he puts the, the cover of the oven on his chest and the name disappears. Is that what happened? I don't remember that. Is that a... That's... No, it never, it never shows it. But did he have the picture at the time or did Doc... No, he he would have had the picture. He had it right, but I don't I don't so, think it was like uh, I must make I'm gonna make a decision. Look at the picture, okay? Make a new decision. Look at the picture. I don't think that that's. I what, would, wouldn't you? Well, yes, I, of course I would, especially after you've learned. <laughs> I'd, be, I'd be like I'd be touching things in the room because you know if you touch it, you're gonna put it on, right? And it'll save your life. But like you're trying to find the one thing in this room that's gonna save you. Yeah. No. Again, I I don't. I don't disagree. You and I would not have done that because especially after he learned that the picture has instantaneous powers in the first movie, when his, when his soon to be father finally kisses his soon to be mother in the, in the dance. And then the picture all comes back and it's like, Oh, okay, we're good. You're you're not wrong. It's like, okay, I'm going to make this decision. (laughs) Just, just hold, you're constantly looking at it, but yeah, no, I'd like, I'd like to have a picture of my bank account. 
<laughs> and, and, and try to figure out, you know, everything I touch, what will my bank account do as I'm touching all this thing in the past? That's funny. So there you go. All right, Andrew, lay it, lay it down. On us. <laughs> all right. I have three reviews and Whoa. I'm going to go ahead and warn you that one of them is just a three word review. Oh, I thought you were warning mm-hmm. me that I'm going to have to get my rooster tail ready. No. Maybe okay. Here's, here's the three word review one. Boo, Mary Steenburgen. <laughs> okay. I don't like her. She is the worst part of this movie. She doesn't ruin the movie, but I don't like her. I, I feel like her acting in this movie is very... And, and maybe it's the writing, but mm. it's she's very almost whiny, and the way that her character is portrayed, I, I'm just like... I would just let her go off the ravine. <laughs> she she is the uh, the 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 what do you call it the Achilles heel of this movie if there was one. Okay. I will agree. Um, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know if it's the writing or if it's just how she portrayed the part. But uh, I I don't enjoy her in this movie. Yeah. Having said that, I love this movie. <laughs> uh, so my, my no wait second. wait let's let, let's think of this psycho psycho uh, psychoanalysis right? Do you not like her because she's driving a wedge between Doc and Marty? It could be. It could be that she ruined because she's right. She ruined the bromance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the bromance. Right. Um, the the seven eight year old Andrew is upset that uh, honestly, you know, I think that might be part of it for real. Because I remember watching this when I was, I don't know, in elementary, middle school. Yeah. Thinking to myself, I, I, that can't be. They need to. They need to be together. It's Doc and Marty. That they they have to work together it's a team. side by side. Yeah. It's a team. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah, and 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 younger kids don't quite understand the whole lovey dovey stuff. So. Oh. Yeah, I could see that. All right. Second review. Alan Silvestri is a genius. Oh yeah. God, yes. Yeah. This music is amazing. It's it's one of the pieces that I could I can remember singing as a kid. Like I, I would drive my parents crazy. I would walk around the house playing with the action figures, and there was uh, n- not of ba- Back to the Future, but uh, <laughs> you know I had the Batman action figures. I would sing the Batman theme song. I had the Ninja Turtles action figures, and I would sing that song as I played with them. And then there was a McDonald's Happy Meal. That came out. I guess there was an animated series of this or something, and it came out with these Back to the Future toys. And yeah. I would go around humming and singing this theme, and my parents had no clue what it was. They just knew that I was annoying them. <laughs> just a little taste for you. We've been kicked mm. off YouTube by now. Oh, absolutely. Worth it. It's worth it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right there. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. And then, uh, so that's when I fell in love with, like, movie music. Well, you know? And, yes, and by was, the way, that was in my uh, collection. I didn't pull that up on YouTube. That's in my personal collection. Uh, shortly after this movie... Well, I guess well, not shortly, but several years after this movie, I started middle school band, and the band director 
would oh, every nice. single day we would walk into the room. He always had a soundtrack to a movie playing. Usually it was John Williams uh, or, um, you know, James Horner. But I remember walking in one day going, oh, this is going to be a good day. There's Back to the Future. <laughs> and so I asked him if we could play this at our concert uh, or one of our concerts. And he found the music, a middle school version, and we played it. That's the that's the best middle school band memory I have. That's awesome. Nice. Yeah. And then uh, number three, a really great penultimate episode. I'm going to let you think on that for a minute. <laughs> Say that again. A really great penultimate episode. What's the last episode? That's the thing. There needs to be another. Oh, okay. This one... <laughs> This uh, third episode, I don't feel like should be it. I never felt like that should be it. I always felt like there should be some other dire situation that for Jules some Jules and Byrne have to come in and save the day. Yeah, so that, so that we can <laughs> once again get a rebuilt DeLorean and just travel again with, with Doc and Marty. I've, that's what I've always wanted if, since this... Since I saw wouldn't this be, movie, wouldn't it be kind of hard with Michael J. Fox and the condition he's in? Yes, yes, it would. But uh, which is so sad. I love Michael is. J. Fox. Well, I, I'm actually surprised there hasn't been floating around Hollywood a reboot for this. Me too. You don't even need to reboot it. You just have you, you extend the story, like Andrew was saying. Yeah. You, you figure out a way to get to get a team up. Uh, maybe not. Doc Brown and and Marty, but another kind of interesting. I don't know. I don't know. It'd have to be another good story, right? It'd have to be something. So, I mean, I'm okay with having you know uh, like a buddy cop kind of you know a, a romp with the two boys, you know, yeah. with a, with a Chris Pratt and uh, and uh, who was the younger version, uh, younger one. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, that doesn't work <laughs> at all. Um, no? Uh -oh. Tom Holland. Yeah, okay, yeah. Go. We'll just do the cast yeah. from the new movie onward. And yeah. yeah. So, like, they're Jules and Vern, and they... Um, they come across they, the plans for the DeLorean. Well, yeah, they decide that they want to build their own time machine because, like, maybe, maybe uh, Dad dropped them off while they were in college, and then Dad is stuck somewhere in medieval times, and we have to go get... Christopher Lloyd and Christopher Lloyd's only in the movie for 30 seconds when they find him at the end or they something like him. that. Yeah. You know, like medieval I'm, times I'm, would be fun. Yeah. Or something like that. Cause that was the joke they make in this movie. It's a good thing. I didn't go back to whenever, you know, they would burn me at the stake as a heretic, you know, like he's like, he actually gets back to like yeah. Salem witch trials kind of era. Right. Where, yeah. Although it's, it's, it's in Southern California. Right. So it'd be a little hard to figure out. Well, if he's in a train, right? I mean, he's in that flying train. He can go wherever he wants yeah. to. I mean, it's not sure, like sure. he's he's trapped in the future or past of California. He can literally travel anywhere. So, like, that yeah. would be kind of... He's like, he's visiting East Coast and then, like, accidentally goes back to Salem Witch Trials and run, <laughs> runs into the whole witch movie that we saw earlier. Um, and then, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I just... You know what or, I would love to see? Hmm? I would love to see a movie where they're they're... They're having to go back throughout these three movies, kind of a Avengers Endgame style. Oh yeah. Um, 
and and save the world that way. Yeah, and somehow funny. recreate all the you know because they kind of do that in the second movie, right? Yeah. Um, but even more hijinks, you know. Yeah, because uh, if it's not that, if so. it's not for second Marty, first Marty doesn't make it out of the uh, the place alive or something like that, you know, like exactly, yeah. But but uh, you know it's a good movie. You know it's a good movie when we're sitting here talking about what we want more of, right? Mm -hmm. So I just I just want to put that out there. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you in your in your review, Sam. I don't care if (laughs) if people want to fight me and say this is trash. Okay, could throw it at me. It's fine. Uh, and yep. I will say that I am not one of the the people that like this one the best. I, mm-hmm. I probably like Back to the Future, the original one, the best. Uh, but this one is definitely the next on the list. Um, yeah. But I, I just love I love the whole uh, the whole story one through three and want more of it. And mm-hmm. I kind of group them all together as one big picture. In, in my mind yeah because you know the story like you said the 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 story makes sense all the way through it's well written for the most part i mean with some cheesy dialogue and yeah some some weird things but i did I just, by the way i love I, I, series i started watching this with the idea of what if i never saw one and two so i was trying to watch this movie thinking you know this is the first time i've ever seen this movie what would i have missed and they pretty they do a pretty darn good job catching you up. There's a few things here and there that you're like, huh, what? You know, why is this important or, yeah. or anything like that? But the overall story of getting Doc, getting him back, getting him safe is it works. It just works. Yeah, you'd be confused at why is he making out with Elizabeth Shue on the backs on the on the on the porch? Like, who is this person? You'd wonder some other things like that. But uh, yeah, I think you're yeah. not wrong for the most part. It, it kind of works as its own. Its own vehicle, so to speak, which is funny because oh, uh, I'm I'm on the I'm, IMDb. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. No, I'm just. You said Elizabeth Elizabeth Shue, and I have to make one more quick criticism of this movie. I really miss Claudia Wells. Was she the first one? She was the first one. Yeah. And I have never noticed the difference. Oh really? my gosh, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> I've never noticed the difference. That's funny. Oh my gosh! I'm gonna have to go now. I have to go see the first two. Well, and it, and it's funny. Did, when, when did you get in there? Was it just for this one? The second one. Second one. The second one. And if, so the first. Yeah, one if you is watch different. the yeah, if you watch the end of the first one, and then you watch okay. the beginning of the second one, it's basically a shot-for-shot remake of the the end of the first one at the beginning of the second one, but with a different girl. <laughs> So when she walks in and she says, like, uh, where you been, oh. mister? And he goes, Jennifer, you're, you know, aren't you a sight for sore eyes? And he hugs her a long time. And she's like, it's, you're acting like you haven't seen me in, in, in a week or whatever. And he's like, I haven't. And then Doc shows up and has his, his the calamitous whatever. And so it's the your be- kid's body. Yeah. And so at the beginning of two, it's all the exact same thing, right? It's the exact same thing. And it's Elizabeth yeah. Shue that says the whole same thing. And he goes over and he kisses her or whatever. And then that's when Biff sees that the flying DeLorean and then says, I haven't seen a flying DeLorean since, or I've never seen a flying DeLorean. That's what it is, or whatever, whatever he says. But it's funny, Andrew, you bring that up, because when I was a kid, and I would watch all three of these at the same time, right? I would watch them in order. And I remember asking my parents, because this is before IMDb, this is before you could, the only way you would know is if you looked on the back of of the case of the movie, 
and know who the actor was. Right. And I remember asking my parents, why does she look different? Is that a different person? And neither one of my parents was like, no, it's, why would they change actors? And I'm like, I don't know, but it's, 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 she looks different. I mean, like, one, the first girl is clearly like two and a half inches taller than Michael J. Fox, and Elizabeth Shue is, this, was it. is the same height. I don't know why they changed it, but it's funny. I saw something about that many years ago about why they changed it. It was something about a contract and uh, some issues with payments and uh, huh. that kind of stuff. Hollywood changed junk. Actors. Yeah, Hollywood yeah. junk. Yeah, it's funny stuff. Yeah, Claudia, huh. Claudia Wells. You know. Well, shiver me timbers. How about that? That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to derail us new. there. No, no, no it's fine. It's, it's, I, I, that was awesome. I'm trying to think if there's anything that she's been in that I've seen since then. Uh, Nothing. <laughs> she really hasn't done much. I mean, she hasn't. So she took... Okay, so basically, she took all of the 90s off. So she did an episode of something called Brothers in 86, and then her next thing wasn't until 2008. Whoa. Um, and then she did a couple of video games for Back to the Future, and then something called Alien Armageddon, and then she did a bunch of like TV episodes. She was in a movie called Starship Rising. I guess that's a Starship Troopers. Uh, nope. It's just called Starship One, the most powerful warship in the Federation capable of destroying entire worlds when the order is given to destroy Earth. Flight Lieutenant John Worthy mutineer Starship One and takes... On the might of the Federation. Oh, this looks like something we have to do for the podcast. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, um, sorry. I just found uh, trivia. It's not. It wasn't a uh, contract or Hollywood stuff. It says she was unable to reprise the role of Jennifer Parker um, in Back to the Future sequel because her mother had been diagnosed with cancer. Oh, yeah. That's sad. So it wasn't a Hollywood thing. Okay, it was life thing. This movie has a 2.2 rating on IMDb. No. <laughs> oh, oh, you're talking about the Starship, Star, okay. Starship Rising. Say, what? Yeah. 2.2. It's only got 828 <laughs> votes, but. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my gosh. This looks fantastic. Our actors need to eat. So. Yeah. They do. All right. Sorry. Uh, Andrew, did you say all the 38 different five word reviews that you had? Yeah, yeah. What's your five-word review, Sean? Oh, okay. I didn't yeah. know if you were done. Sorry. Uh, mine is this. Simply put, sci-fi western frisbee rom-com. Nice. <laughs> oh, wow. That's five words? It's, well, sci-fi is one sci-fi? word. Sci-fi? Yeah. yeah. Sci-fi. Nice. Sci-fi western frisbee rom-com. Um, yeah. There's awesome. a little bit more of a rom-com in this than I, than I can remember, actually. And I've seen this movie recently. Again, I watched this back in December. Um, for some reason I was, I didn't remember there being as much of that. And I, I I like, I think Christopher Lloyd is a fantastic actor. I really do. I Uh think he's weird and interesting and he is, (laughs) of course, he's our Star Trek connection for this movie. And, um, but when he's like puppy dogs, you know, in love, I don't like it. (laughs) I just, I don't like him fawning over her and Jules Verne. And like when he's holding the, the telescope, like it's the scepter that was given to him by the emperor. 
It, it, I don't know. It seems weird. But again, I'm with you guys 100%, but I don't care. This movie is so fun. <laughs> this movie is just so fun, and it's it's just yes. it's kitschy and great, and and all the little things that annoy me. I mean, there's a bunch of little things like the like Andrew's you know thing about like why aren't there police at the crime scene? Basically, like why does Marty <laughs> call that giant machine a refrigerator when it's clearly an ice maker? You know, and yeah. and. I don't know, just stuff like that. But then, like, for every moment like that, he screams, lighten up, jerk, and no one knows what he's saying because it's funny. You know, like, he uses, you know, where'd you learn to shoot like that, Seven Eleven? you know, which, as a kid, I had to ask my parents what that meant. Oh, see, I, I remember going down to the convenience store and playing video games. See, we didn't have Seven Elevens in High Point. We didn't have them in North Carolina until yeah, yeah. recently, in the last 15 years. We, uh... We would we would ride. Our, we were total '80s kids. We would ride our bikes with pockets full of quarters. Well, you would you would the, drive everyone else in your car, right? Because you could drive back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I had my horses even before that. So, <laughs> well, you you do live in a farm, <laughs> or your parents do. Um, so, but no. Um, when we lived in Florida, we you know I was within biking distance for an elementary school kid. Yeah, and. Uh, Lord knows parents wouldn't do that, let their kid do it nowadays, but we did. Yeah, when I was actually 16 and can drive, we would pile into the truck and drive up to, there was a super Kmart that had an all-night arcade of about 20 games. Nice. So we would go up there with, you know, know, 20 bucks between the two or three of us, and we would play until 3 a.m. Nice. Yeah. So so for me, it would be super K, so... But it, but again, when this movie came out, and he's like Seven Eleven. I didn't know what that meant because I didn't know what a Seven Eleven was, and and I asked my parents, and they knew. They're like, oh, it's like it's like a gas station, which I thought was weird. Like, why would there be video games in a gas station? Because we didn't have oh, that. Gosh. That wasn't a thing here, you know. Yeah. But but now I tell my son, I used to play video games at a Kmart. One, he doesn't know what a Kmart is, and two, he would be like, <laughs> why would you do that? Like, why wouldn't you go to a Dave and Buster's? Why would you just- well, we didn't have or stay at Buster. home. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. I had I had my my Nintendo. Um. Yeah. So. Wow. I don't I'd think do. I don't think any you know after listening to all of us we just must we must not like this movie it must be horrible not at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know something that I don't understand about this and I didn't understand it the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just looking back through some of the set photos. Um, even, even in 1955, we know that cowboys do not dress <laughs> the way that Michael Jack, J. Fox dressed in this movie. I mean, they just, it, there's, at 1955, there's people's grandfathers who were alive <laughs> in the 1800s. I mean, there's, we, we have pictures from that time. Yeah. Like live photos from that time. We know that they didn't wear pink and baby blue with tassels. <laughs> well, and it's never understood that. I I guess the idea is that in the in the 50s that's what Hollywood made them think. And I guess because Doc Brown is such a scientist, he's not aware of historical things, I guess. I don't know. It just I, 
It's just, you're not wrong. It always does seem a little weird. <laughs> Other than just we need to find a way to make him into the fish out of water laughing stock. Um, but the part that I thought was funny this time, and I never noticed it before until this time, is did he go to the to the uh, the local uh, dry goods store and buy a cowboy pistol just so that he had a starter gun to shoot? I mean. There's no reason for him to need a starter pistol. There's no reason to even have a start. Marty just backs up and then just drives. There's no <laughs> point in it other than just to have him be a cowboy. You would a, think that he would say, here, take this with you. You might need it. <laughs> yeah. So so let me ask you a big question. Okay. All right. They, he goes back to the, the cowboy past, right? Yeah. And he meets Seamus. Seamus. His... Seamus. Come on now. <laughs> Seamus, right? We're not going to insult the entire um, island of Ireland. Come on. <laughs> he meets Seamus, right? Yes, thank you. And who is Seamus played by, or looks like? Well, it's, it's played by Michael J. Fox, yeah. But but it's it's supposed to be you know his great grandfather, right? Great great. Now, yeah, yeah. who it was, is it, the mother? Uh, it's it's um, the lady. It's his mom, Leah Thompson. Leah Thompson, yeah. Maggie McFly, right? Yeah. yeah. So obviously Michael J. Fox looks a lot like his great grandfather, but why would his mom look like his mom? I've wondered that too. <laughs> well, here's here's the Are thing. Are you telling me there's some sort of incest in the past? The, some sort of inbreeding, yeah. The, the, right? The, the thing that you're not wrong. You I mean you're one hundred percent not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but like Here's the thing that I always wondered is why does he look like Michael J. Fox and not look like his dad? Like, why doesn't he look like Crispin Glover? Well, it's because they, right? they didn't want Crispin Glover in that role. And <laughs> and I honestly, Sam, th- th- the true answer to your question, though, is, is really funny to think about, is that they just they needed to continue the, the joke. that Yeah, they wanted like, they wanted the Yeah, the, the faces in the right parts. But. If you follow that line way down, it's not a good <laughs> that tree isn't branching at some point. <laughs> yeah, you're <laughs> or it comes Ends back with the royal family. Like it comes yeah. back together. Yeah. It comes back around. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like there the, is a by the way, there is a great um website, the uh, McFly's Dark Family Secret. Oh, nice. Um <laughs> where I found that little tidbit on. But um I never thought about it until I, I researched it uh, earlier today. That's funny because I hadn't, uh, I hadn't either, honestly. Um, yeah. Well, and the, but I will say this in that scene. So Zemeckis and the uh, director of photography, who I don't know who that that person is, um, is they're showing off a little bit, right? Because it's one thing yeah. to film a uh, cinematography, Dean Cundy, I guess he should get some credit. Um, they're, they're, you know, it's one thing to have the same actor in the same shot acting against a fake person. But not once, but twice, does the one person hand over a thing to the other yeah. person. Now, yeah. the plate of meat is easy to kind of photo edit. Hide, yeah. And with yeah. the advent of digital, this because when I watched it on VHS, it's, it's seamless because film hides things. Tape can hide some imperfections. But watching it this time with this really good quality on 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 Netflix, you can notice you can see a little bit of the edging where they're trying to essentially when they have to Photoshop each frame. Photoshop's the wrong word, but it's the only way I can. It's the best way I can describe it. 
when they're having to Photoshop each cell as it passes from one to the other. Now, a baby is harder to do, and that's why Leah Thompson 100% swipes the camera. <laughs> she, she swipes the camera as, he le- as one McFly leans over, and then the other one takes it. And, yeah. and uh, I, just, I just like that scene because I'm like, you guys are just kind of showing off here a little bit. Like, there's no reason to pass something from one to the other other than to say, we can do it. Yeah. You know, because it's not like he picks up that big plate of, of rabbit legs and then eats off of it. You know what I'm saying? Like he just takes it and then just sets it down um, <laughs> and then starts you know spitting out buckshot, which is pretty funny. So anyway, um, yes, all of these yes. things are great. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the photography tricks, I mentioned that, uh, the refrigerator. Um, Oh, I know time is a big issue, right? Like they only have a few days before somebody's going to get shot in the train, but they have time to build a really detailed diagram. <laughs> of the I don't tra- care. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, you know, I don't care. But yes, you're right. You're entirely that's, right. That's something that I do in the in class. Like when I draw something on the board, mm-hmm. I always <laughs> say, now this is not to scale. Uh, I always say that and yeah. kids are like, what is he talking about? But it's like my own little joke yeah. about uh, back to the future. Yeah, I know it's not models, not <laughs> right. to scale. You built this thing in eight minutes with a pocket knife. Like it's fine, Doc. Gracious. <laughs> not to mention the the machine that he's putting the type on for the uh, little sticks they put in the train. Right, that isn't a just a handwritten one, two, and three. That is a <laughs> Times New Roman. You know, came straight out of the the laser printer. Oh, I never uh, thought about that, but you were one hundred percent right. Oh right? my god. So. That is hysterical. <laughs> I never thought about that, but you're absolutely right Uh-oh. that he did that. And like that gauge that they had for the how was it connected pers- to the uh, to the steamer? Is it, is right? it like the, wireless? Is it, it Bluetooth? There's no way it could work because there's no wire. There's there's obviously no connector. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that. Either. Oh my gosh, this movie is falling apart right in front of us. Oh, this is oh, great. But, but we I don't care. care. I don't care. It's awesome. <laughs> well, and one thing I did note, I've always, I've always kind of thought of is like they clearly didn't think of a plan to get Doc from train to car because, yeah. because the way he was yeah. going to do it looked terrifying and scary. And like it always kind of seemed obvious later that he should have always just used the hoverboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. as the obvious yeah. way to get from point A to point B. And, and but maybe, even to climb into the car, oh, how would that work? Yeah, right. I just, it, yeah, you're not wrong. You know, certainly the doors go up, so you'd have to literally swing out of the car, like outside the car, and use momentum to get back in the car. Yeah, that is the worst so, possible door design to top entry a car. Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if there was a sunroof or whatever, it would have made life a lot easier or whatever. But I mean, I guess. This, I mean, I guess the question is: Does he have to even get in the car? Would would he be okay if he just rode on top? Yeah, but everything well, goes on you, fire on the outside or something. Uh, yeah, right? you're right. He probably well, if he you would, remember back to the first one, he probably he would touches freeze. the car and yeah. it's like extremely freeze. cold and it's got frost yeah. on the outside. Yeah, he That's probably. Right. He, he you're right. Die. He probably would freeze to death. Yeah. Huh. So, uh, one thing we haven't mentioned that I think is worth mentioning about this movie: ZZ freaking top. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that CC top. I love it too, and I remember seeing them watching this with my my parents, who 
love ZZ Top and you know lots of things from the eighties. Uh, <laughs> they they just started laughing and uh, I didn't know why. I didn't no. know what was going on, and I thought, or maybe they're laughing at these long beards. Uh, and it wasn't until much later in life that I learned, oh, that's what they're laughing at. Well, and <laughs> and I had a very similar experience in that I watched this movie long before I knew who ZZ Top was. And so I'm watching the movie, and they do the thing with the spin, and I'm like, hey, that's kind of cool. And then years later, I'm watching, back when you would actually watch MTV for you know music videos, and there's a ZZ Top you know song on. They were doing like you know 80s retro or whatever, and they do the thing with the spinny thing, the guitars. And I'm like... Hey, those guys are copying Back to the Future. <laughs> like it, it was. I mean, I was probably late in high school before I knew that ZZ Top was that was one that was them, and that they were doing that thing because of who they were. I didn't know. I just didn't know. So yeah. it's yeah. just one of those things. <laughs> funny stuff. Um, Oh, one of the things I noticed was like that Marshall is sitting on a horse out in the open. How in the world did they not see him? <laughs> you know, I mean, he's like, oh, I didn't know you were back in town. It wasn't like he was hiding behind a billboard trying to catch people speeding. You know, like he was just. Oh, sure, there. certainly. He had the horse and the, the radar <laughs> gun right there that, uh, or that Doc had made him um, earlier in the week. Yeah. That, uh, <laughs> you know, your horse is going. 22 miles an hour. Yeah. Speed limit here is 18. It just seems weird. I mean, I mean, it honestly <laughs> reminded me of back to when, remember when we watched um, uh, GoldenEye, when him mm-hmm. and the Russian lady are like about to like do it in the field, and then out of nowhere, helicopters come from four <laughs> feet off camera, and it's like, mm-hmm. those things weren't producing wind or noise before, but now they are. It just... <laughs> Uh, stuff like that always kind of always kind of annoys me a little bit, but anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, my one of my other notes was so I guess sexual assault runs in the family. So there's that. Ooh. <laughs> um, I had always kind of forgotten how how kind of rapey uh, the first one was until I'm watching it with my seven year old. Mm-hmm. Oh and, yeah, the, you know, the car scene, right? He, yeah. Didn't he force himself on her in the car? Yeah, I mean, because it, it, yeah. it's 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 kind of rough. And then the other nerd guy like steals her at the dance. I mean, p- did did people do that back then? Is that a thing that happened in the fifties a lot? I don't know. I mean, I guess I. Sam, what do you do? You what do you remember from back then? <laughs> <laughs> no, I know you were young back no. then. So, um. Even I'm not good at frisbee is one of my last notes. Um, so, you know that's uh, sort of true. From fr- you know how frisbees came along. Oh yeah, yeah. The frisbee company was in Connecticut, and they um, the employees would would literally throw the the pies around or the discs around during lunch breaks and eventually that made its way to college campuses like Yale and then it just spread. So interesting. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's a real thing. Cool. Yeah. Fun stuff. Man, I'm learning a lot tonight. Oh, Good you Lord. are. This is great. Uh, you gotta love an, ep- an episode where you, you get educated. Um, <laughs> I got a bunch of clips from this movie. I, I felt like I, the last few weeks I have been neglecting my clip responsibility, my clippage. And so I made up for it tonight. So I have 
I, I mislabeled a bunch of mine. I couldn't remember which number I was. <laughs> so I have I have two fours. I have three sixes and two eights. So I have five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have eleven clips from this movie. And so and most of these are just little things that I thought were funny. Uh, that just along over the years just made me laugh. So here we go. No wonder this circuit failed. It says made in Japan. What do you mean, Doc? All the best stuff is made in Japan. Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's kind of cool. This brought to you by Toyota. Well, and the funny thing is because, again, as a kid, I don't understand that because growing up, you know, we had a Sony TV and a Panasonic receiver and a, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I only, you know, we, well, we only drove, well, we only had, well, and, and I, um, uh, well, it, when, when Japan entered the market in the late eighties and early nineties, they, they did bring good, cheap stuff. Oh yeah. They flooded uh-huh. the market. It was crazy. And that was their point. I mean, yep. they were trying to drive American. There's a reason why Zenith which was an American company doesn't exist anymore. There's a reason why RCA doesn't exist anymore. It's because of those companies. Mm-hmm. But to a kid that that only knows Japanese things, Japan makes things. I'm looking back, going, why would he say that? Because in like well, 1955, they were still bankrupt from what we did to them in the war. Yep. They were still in recovery. So I didn't get that then. I get it now. Obviously, uh, this scene always kind of made me chuckle. My car horse broke down. And- <laughs> I always like that. <laughs> yeah. My car horse broke down. I just love the idea of a horse breaking down. You know, just oh, what happened to it? It ran out of gas. Um, why he seems so soft? Uh, I never understood what this was, but this made me laugh. Especially not some. What the heck was that? Sorry, computer started going. Oh, I was like, was that me? <laughs> I was like, I don't remember that. Being I don't know what happened. That was so weird. Okay. <laughs> My bad. I was because I, I started panicking. I'm like, I can't have two clips playing at once. iTunes doesn't work that way. <laughs> All right, here we go. We try that again. Especially not some dooted up egg sucking gutter trash. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I had to capture this. Oh wait, uh, play. Shit. <laughs> it was like that. Shit. <laughs> I like when he says that. Uh, and I have to add it to my collection of other um, <laughs> other shits. You know? I'm sorry. I want to be those old guys when I get. Oh there. no, kidding! I mean, who, who doesn't want to be that? Who doesn't want? Go to that window. Oh, what was that? Uh, I already got that one. Uh, anyway, um, basically, I, I I I have a whole list of just movies or my clips that say shit. So there we go. That was one of them. Um, okay, that's a good one. From from the first time I saw this movie until today, this is uh, this is the game where Sean plays a clip because he doesn't know what they're saying. And it wasn't until today when I decided to put closed captioning on before I understood what he said. So I'm going to play the clip, and let's see if, if, if either one of you know oh, okay. if you guys are, are with me or not. We got ourselves a new courthouse. High time we had a hanging. So we got ourselves a new courthouse. A new courthouse. High time we high had a hanging. hanging. I have never understood the phrase high time. Really? I never knew that's what he said. High time we have a hanging. 
I it it sounds like it's a there's a sh sound like a hacha we gotta hang him. I <laughs> I never understood what it was until today. So we're talking. I've seen this movie off and on for we'll guess not thirty years, but at least twenty five, and I never knew that that's what he said. We got ourselves a new courthouse. Hot time we had to hang it. It sounds like he says hotcha. I don't, which I don't know, doesn't make sense, but that's what I've always thought he said from for all the time. Gotcha. Every, every time I would see the word courthouse, like we would drive by, oh, I got to go down to the courthouse to pay the fine. That line comes in my head, and I think he says hotcha every time. So there you go. <laughs> There's the, what does Sean think he says? Just, I don't know why my, my brain can't pick those things up. Uh, here we go. Uh, this one. Tell me one thing. Where'd you learn to shoot like this? 7-Eleven. There you go. I thought it was <laughs> weird that he forced it into his left hand. That doesn't seem natural. I mean, there are some people that are left-handed, but it seemed awkward. Yeah. I guess that was the point. Uh, this made me laugh, too. Well, uh, not now, Buford. Uh, Marshall's got our guns. Like I said, we'll finish this tomorrow. Tomorrow, we're robbing the Pine City stage. What about Monday? We doing anything Monday? No, Monday be fine. You can kill him on Monday. I'll be back this way on Monday. No, just like that. It's like they're his calendar. Um, and of course I had to capture this because this guy is a national treasure and I want him, I know he's obviously dead, but I want him to just narrate all of the things. Uh, I want. I know who you're talking about I want, you play this. I want a documentary with him. I want to watch Tiger, what's it called? Tiger World or Tiger King. Tiger King. Tiger King. With him is the narrator. If everybody's got one of these auto, what's it? Uh, does anybody walk or run anymore? Of course we run. But for recreation, for fun. Run for fun? What the hell kind of fun is that? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want that guy to just... <laughs> I mean, he's in, a, he's in like every other Disney movie in this time period, like in the sixties and seventies, mm-hmm. like there, I like he's in the great mouse detective and Aristocats, you know, like there's a funny scene where, you know, somebody's sneaking up on the two like bloodhounds and he's like, yeah, the, he's one of the voices. It's just great. I love it. Here's more of him talking. I edited the scene to make it cause I just wanted more of him talking. I wanted less of the other people <laughs> talking. So I, I edited this $30 gold bet again. So don't let me down. Four. You better face up to it, son, because if you don't go out there... What? Everybody everywhere will say Clint Eastwood is the biggest yellow belly in the West. I mean, is that like <laughs> is that, is that, is that like a Bobcat Goldthwait thing happening, or is that how he talks? I don't know. That's how he talks. God, I love it. I just... That's how he got the parts, right? That's, I mean, it's, yeah, it's iconic. I love it. I love it, I love it, I love it. I want more of it. Uh, I forgot what this is. Listen, you got a back door to this place? Yeah, it's in the back. Oh, yeah, I love that line. <laughs> I just, that line, for some reason, always made my dad laugh. I don't know why. It just, it was always funny because it's such an obvious statement, right? Like, it's a Captain Obvious. Like, yeah, and it's in the back. It's it just, in the back. It's very much a dad joke. I think that's why your dad left. Yeah, uh, you're not wrong. And, of course, it's not in the back. It's in the side of the board, of the building, which is what screws them. But, anyway. 
You lied. Uh, and this is the last one. Is this a hold-up? It's a science experiment! There you go. I like that. Okay. Cool. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Shit. There we go. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm keeping my That's it from now on. Oh, you want to hear those back to back? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, from back to back. Uh, I, can, uh, I can make that happen once I'll just do this. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Oh, shit. Why didn't it work? <laughs> it should have played on to the next one. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Oh, I have to figure oh, out why anyway. I didn't, why it doesn't go straight to the next one. It's supposed to go straight to the next one. And now for some more bad news. Ready? Shit. Here we go. There you go. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> okay. I don't know if I'm going to do that or not, but we'll see. Um, no, do it. <laughs> uh, I, there's a lot of trivia. This is one of those movies that there's a lot of trivia. So I'll try to cook through some of this pretty quickly. As best as I can. Clint Eastwood was asked for permission about using his name uh, for Marty in the film. He consented and said he was tickled by the the homage. I like that. When Buford Mad Dog Tannen tries to lynch Marty, Michael J. Fox was accidentally hanged, rendering him unconscious for a short time. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of terrifying. Uh, if the DeLorean was equipped with a time odometer, which measured years traveled backwards or forward in time incrementally, it would have traveled a grand total of 575 years in time before being destroyed. Wow. That's kind of cool. Uh-huh. This is funny and yet really weird at the same time. Michael Winslow, you know, the sound effects guy yeah. from Police Academy, performed the sound effects of Michael J. Fox's feet during the breakdancing sequence. Really? <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> Why? Could they not, like, get the actual sound <laughs> of his feet on the wood? I just... <laughs> but, like, when you know that now and then play that scene back in your head... You can kind of hear that it sounds like a dude in a microphone, you know? Yeah, I'll have to I'm go. Have to yeah. Watch that scene again. Yeah, it's it's that's pretty funny. So Um um uh, what is it? My oh crap, I lost it my place. Um Doc states that his German ancestor's surname was von Braun. This is a reference to Werner von Braun, one of Germany's leading rocket scientists who was taken to America following World War II and assisted greatly in the NASA program. Was he was he one of the the Hitler things? Oh, oh, what's happening? Oh, stop! <laughs> My goodness, <laughs> you're watching Tiger King. I'm not, but apparently I am. <laughs> that was that was weird. Um, uh, what was your question? I'm sorry, I was too I was too uh, boggled by what was happening. It wasn't Sean. That was Carol Baskin. Oh my God! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I wasn't calling nine one one. Sean, and then fed fed Sean to the tiger. Yeah, uh, yeah, you're not wrong. Actually, honestly, I, I was trying to pull up the scene with the shoes. I wanted to hear it on yeah. on on the. Yeah, I, I want to hear that too. Absolutely. Oh, wrong thing. We're close. Oh, he he just got the spittoon all over him. Here we go. So listen. <laughs> Oh, 
<laughs> there it is. I mean, I can totally hear that. That's Michael Winslow now doing that. <laughs> Whatever. That's that's funny. Um, to film the destruction of the DeLorean, the filmmakers oh. consulted with the engineer of the diesel freight train, the VCRY number nine. Uh, that would smash the DeLorean to pieces. When asked if smashing the car might derail the train, the engineer replied, are you kidding? I've been waiting to do this my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, he was just smiling the whole way because that's one, that's a, you only get one shot at that, right? Like, right, yeah. yeah. You get, this is this one take. <laughs> In the novelization, right, they made a novel of this. In the novelization, oh. After the little boy hands Marty back his gun, he asks him where he got the idea to wear the oven door under his clothes. Marty replies he saw it in a movie. The boy asks Marty what a movie is. Before Marty can answer, a woman calls out the name David Llewellyn Wark Griffin. This is the real name of the pioneer filmmaker D.W. Griffith, who, having been born in 1975, would be, have been 9 or 10 years old in 1985. Love wow. it. I love, love yeah. it. Yeah. So Yeah, that's that's cool. That's the cool stuff there. Again, that's in the novel and obviously not in the in like the script or anything, but that's still kind of fun. All right. Excuse me while I whip this out. Uh Andrew mentioned his fondness of Alan Silvestri, the composer of this film. Um and we used to a long time ago give every movie a film score, a grade. Yeah. Uh we haven't in a while. I think we would all give this an A for just awesome. Um, yeah, uh, I might I even. Kind of forgot I we did that. Yeah, we used to care. do that. Um, it's awesome. A, a, maybe not A for awesome. It would be like um, we had, we gave it a certain number of somethings or something, didn't we? Or no, I always gave we, it. We tried to make it funny, grade. and we. I gave we it always, a letter grade, but I gave it a letter for the na- for a word that I wanted it to. You know, like C for crap, or um, I would give this an I for iconic, something like that. You know, that's what that's yeah. what I would an probably. F for Oh, <laughs> okay. I wasn't gonna say it. Uh, <laughs> all right, sure, whatever. <laughs> I'm gonna start like dropboxing these over to you so you can edit them. <laughs> I just had a feeling it was coming, and I wasn't gonna do it. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> anyway, so we're doing Alan Silvestri films. <laughs> Obviously, the one rule is we can't pick, you know, this movie or I guess any of in this trilogy. Um, yep. Yeah. So Andrew goes first. Yeah, if we could choose this one, this would definitely be number one. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have a strange number three. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but I love these two guys as actors. Uh, and so I watched the movie and... The music in the movie is actually pretty good, and that's from The Odd Couple too. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so the Walter Matthau and Jack Lemmon, the uh, the guys from Original Old Men and from the original Odd Couple, uh, reprise their roles, and it's a great movie. And this one, uh, uh, I mean, the uh, music for that one is also pretty good. Uh, number two, uh, Forrest Gump. Sure. Oh yes, yeah, yeah. Yep. So floating feather sure. and 
And then uh, number one, we have the Avengers. Mm. Yep. Yeah. So there yep. we go. Yeah, which is also in my um, my film score, my uh, thing. Your collection? Yeah, my collection. Yeah, I just get fired up thinking about that. I want to go punch an alien. <laughs> Sam. All right. Uh, I've got a number three uh, coming in as a horrible movie, but I love the uh, the music, and that is Polar Express. It's not a horrible with, movie. You just don't like the, the animation. It's not a horrible movie, but I know what you mean. We've had we've had many talks about it, and every Christmas, when my wife posts, "We're watching the Polar Express," you're like, "Don't look in them. Don't look in their eyes." <laughs> <laughs> oh, did we lose them again? Does the controller go to, go to sleep? Yeah, that's so, all. Sounds like it. There goes my. Can you, can you hear me? Yeah, we got you back. Okay, uh, so Polar Express number three. How far did I get before my controller went off? You made a reference to Polar Express being terrible. I took about a minute and a half to defend it, and then we're back to number your number two. Okay. All right. Uh, my number two, speaking of Tom Hanks, is uh, Forrest Gump, just like Andrew. And I actually, um, I like uh, uh, Infinity War soundtrack better than, than most. I think that that rivals, that one movie rivals in my mind, some of the best soundtracks out there um, for just being epic in scope and uh, just being a good good track. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. Honestly, I, we've all kind of said them <laughs> at this point. Yeah. Uh, there, there are other really good ones, but there are none of them that are, I guess, kind of as iconic as, as some of these other ones. I mean, the original Predator movie is kind of okay. Um, but like movies like What Women Want, I couldn't, whatever, you know. I don't remember. Yeah. I <laughs> you don't sing that one? I didn't even know there was music in it. You know what I'm saying? Um, oh, yeah. I, I remember the movie Volcano, but I only remember the ridiculousness of the movie, not the fact that there was good music in it, you know, things like that. Or Judge Dredd, which is, again, a bad movie, but he's, yeah. uh, we've done Blown Away and things like that. So anyway, with all that being said, um, I I so I'm going to change up mine a little bit. Um, uh, the I, I I the Mummy Returns is a bad movie, but the score is fun, and I like the the the, the theme and all that stuff. So I'm going to put the Mummy Returns. Um, I liked Ready Player One, and I think the music is kind of fun, especially when they use a Zemeckis cube and they actually make reference to this movie. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's really clever and fun, and I think that music is actually pretty good. I need to go see that movie again. I have not. Um, I haven't seen that since the theater. I don't think I ever watched it again. So we we had like a, a fun movie. We had like HBO for free um, for like two months during like in between Game of Thrones times, and yeah. and I think actually we got to watch the last season of Game of Thrones. We didn't, but we watched the last episode. Um, um. But. My point is, is that there was like a month where every other night Ready Player One was on, so I've uh, I've probably watched it another three times since the theater, because nice. it's it's an easy movie just to put on in the background if I'm like doing the dishes or folding laundry or something. Yeah. Um. It's it's not bad. I mean, again, 
it, it's fine. I know we did a review on it already, but it's it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, um, I like it. Yeah. So again, there's times where I'm watching it and I get a little annoyed, especially at the first challenge, because it's so different than the book. And I think yeah, I think the first challenge, though beautiful, defeats what the book is trying to tell us. So anyway. Uh, so yeah, right, I that. yeah, I I did put the Polar Express. Here's my problem with the Polar Express: the soundtrack. It sounds a lot like this movie. Mm-hmm. It it really yeah, does. That's true. It sounds a lot like this movie, and they use the theme in Polar Express a lot. You hear that, da 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 that that back and forth. It's like a four note mm-hmm. um, melody, but you hear it about a, about thirty eight times throughout the movie. <laughs> um, but it's really good, and I like the movie. I know Sam doesn't, but I like it. It's a good movie, and the kids like it, and that's why I watch it. So since you picked Avengers, Andrew, and Sam picked Infinity War, so I'm going to say Endgame. Yeah. <laughs> specifically for the on-your-left scene. Yeah. When, <laughs> when the things happen and the music plays and you just, you just weep with joy, it, it just, <laughs> it's, it's awesome. So... Yeah. And he's a part of that. And so he's amazing. There we go. That's that. And... Yeah, I'm getting excited. Okay. We're, anvil at the beginning. We're way off uh, YouTube at this point, so whatever. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Um, crap, where am I? Oh, wait. What? Sorry. Uh, time for this. Wait, what's supposed to happen? We're going to give this movie a score of from 0 to 10. Um, I feel like if this movie scores as a whole anything less than a 7, then we're, we've all been lying to you this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, Andrew. Okay. Uh, now, this is, of course, not the first one, and I would score the first one higher. Um, so I'm going to put this one. I don't give very many. Uh, matter of fact, I don't remember that many at all that I've ever given eights or above two, but I'm going to give uh, 8.6 on this one. That's interesting. Actually, that's because that's the exact same score you gave Mission Impossible Fallout. Really? Yeah. I must I must have really liked that one. Actually, I'll, I'll bump this one up two more just because. All right. 8.8. So I'll make it an 88. Oh, perfect. 8.8. That's actually kind of perfect. Um, I kind of feel like if Sam, if you and I say anything other than eight point eight, we're kind of cheating. You know, like I know, like, right? Like I wanted we're doing to go it with a nine, but I'm going to have to say eight, eight point eight, because it's it just makes total sense. It does. I kind of feel like that's just super appropriate. I'm looking back, Andrew, at some of your other eights. Um, pretty much, they're all comic book movies. <laughs> such a nerd. I'm just being honest with you. Like anything at a, um, let's see, I'm trying to look back. When did you start? You're episode 100. So, Somewhere yeah, you're looking at movies like Captain America 3, uh, We Were Soldiers, um, oh, that's good. Batman versus Superman, where you're 100% wrong, no. uh, yep. Jurassic Park, uh, Saving Private Ryan. So, you like comic book movies and war movies and then Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, Interstellar. Yes. Logan. Wonder Woman. Uh, it's a, yeah. And then, of course, and then Mission Impossible Fallout. So, okay. Nice. There you go. That's cool. I don't, I don't know why I like doing stuff like that. Uh, oh, and Iron Man. 
You gave Iron Man. Uh, you're up there on the Iron Man. And Bird Box. You were high on the Bird Box. Really? I didn't yeah. know you were that high on Bird. Okay. Yeah, 8.3. Um, 8. 8.1 on the Highwaymen. Um, 9.7 on the Avengers endgame. So there you go. And then Hacksaw Ridge, totally. you were a 9.34. So yeah. Totally yeah, deserves Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. I don't I don't disagree with any of those numbers. I don't know why. I just like going back and looking at that stuff. I think it's fun. Um so I think we're pretty fair to say we're just gonna give this all an eight point eight. We all love this movie. I think it's great. Um there's all the things wrong with it. Whatever, right? Like it's this is one definitely a case where the the sum of the parts are better than the or the the whole is better than the sum of the parts, whatever the phrase is. Like all the little things that are annoying. And for those people that are like, but the, the time travel part, it doesn't work. I don't care either. I know they make fun of it yep. in in-game when they're like, that's not how time travel works, whatever. Um, and Sam, here's a fun little um, like thought exercise. is, is in, when, when Marty goes back to 1955 in this movie, when he comes running around the corner, before that scene, right? So when Doc is flying in the DeLorean in the air when he gets struck by lightning, yeah. Um, there are like, if you think about it, there's one, two, three, four, four, five. There are like five DeLoreans in that one moment. If you think, uh, about, yeah, huh. like like there's the flying one right there, right? Yeah. You, you've got the original movie DeLorean. That's back there at the starting line, getting ready to go back into the future. You've got the DeLorean that's in the cave that's been there since yep. 1885. You've got the DeLorean that Biff stole to come back to give to himself. Yeah. What was the fifth one? That might have been it. Might have been, it might have been four. Yeah. Might have been those four. Yeah. So, anyway. But that one moment in time. That's oh, cool. yeah. It's all kind of weird and fun. The same time, think about that. All right, next week we are doing an American assassin. We are we are veering way off this fun-loving family kind of thing and going to something very very R and for all intents and purposes not very good. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Um, I remember hearing that this was not, uh, we'll say, received well. And you're going to hear the nine one one call again. Oh no, okay. Yep, I was just double checking that it was still. Uh, <laughs> but it was it was still streaming. So it's on Netflix. American Assassin. It's got your Kevin Costner and the kid who was the Maze Runner. Yep. Yeah. So Sounds good. Yeah, that's right. our show. Man, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. I'm glad we did yeah. that one. It was kind of fun to do a like I said a nice kind of fun wholesome movie there. Yeah. Even though there's a lot of swearing in it. <laughs> so, so, and it, I think that's just the parent in me that noticed this time. By the way, exactly, because even when I was a kid watching this, I didn't care. But again, I was also yep. I was at, at, at eleven, twelve, and thirteen watching Die Hard. So, yeah. hearing you know, damn and hell, I didn't care. It was it was whatever. But especially after watching Die Hard, um, or, <laughs> or Lethal Weapon One. That that movie is I think worse than Die Hard for anyway. Uh, yeah. Leave us a review. This is uh, this is where I uh, end things in the show, and I say stuff like, "Go and leave us a review," or better yet, just share the show with somebody. Be like, "Hey, since we're all under this thing together, this quarantine together, 
you like a podcast, check out this one show that, that I listen to. It's pretty good. Um, it would be really cool if we could um, could do that. Um, more people listen, the well, I don't know what happens. The less, the less, less John has to the say. Less I, <laughs> the less bad I feel. The less I hurt inside. That's what it is. Um, leaves review, <laughs> iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Stitcher. Probably not YouTube because we're getting kicked off. We did have a comment on YouTube. Someone commented on an episode a few oh, weeks really? ago that just said, hey, like your show. I'm like, oh, great, thanks. Nice. Yeah. Um, Facebook.com slash Cheap Seat Reviews is how you can uh, interact with us there. Uh, at Cheap Seat Cast is our Twitter. We're on Instagram, barely. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> send us your emails <laughs> to CheapSeatReviews at gmail.com. So that's going to do it. So on behalf of Andrew and Sam, this is Sean saying thank you for listening, and we'll see you next week. Adios. Adios.